This is Bob Cudmore. Welcome back to the podcast of You Can't Go Wrong, my humor book from the year 2000. This is episode five, and we begin with some music from folk singer John Shalino, accompanied by John Stickle, My Old Town. John Shalino wrote the song My Old Town, performed by Nor'easter. The singing duo includes John Shalino and John Stickles. Silent schools and empty old factories Sadder places would be hard to find Town where people used to make a living Town where I used to spend my time Now the mills are gone and the looms have fallen silent Broken glass lies scattered all around The only faces seen are in old pictures The wind provides the only lonely sounds So please tell me how all of came to be tell me how all this came to pass tell me why the heart of my town doesn't beat tell me why the good times didn't last my old town she used to be a comer People came to shop for miles around And all us kids bought ice cream in the summer At the corner store down in the heart of town Now the people shop out in the suburbs They don't spend the time in town no more corner stores abandoned the window shuttered like a relic from some misbegotten war so please tell me how all of this came to be tell me how all this came to pass tell me why the heart of my town doesn't beat tell me why the good times didn't last She used to be a crown jewel by the water A place that people proudly call their home Once a home to families and to laughter Now she lies neglected and alone So you can tell me nothing lasts forever Change is all that really stays the same But all your words can't take away the sadness In 
And all your words can take away the pain So please tell me how all of this came to be Tell me how all this came to pass Tell me why the heart of my town doesn't beat Tell me why the good times didn't last Silent schools and empty old factories Sadder places would be hard to find a town where people used to make a living A town where I used to spend my time Keep the Mundeville. There's a price to be paid for the absence of the poor. None of the shops of the Old Village Plaza in Keep the Mundeville accepts food stamps. No merchant in the plaza uses a public address system as big supermarkets do, so no one looking at clothing, gift items, or liquor can be offended by hearing amplified announcements in a language different from English. Keep the Mundeville is the most prosperous section of the town of Keep the Munda, located outside the city of Nero. As Nero has declined, Keep the Mundeville has advanced in population, business development, and resident income. Sometimes it seems the only thing Nero and Keep the Mundeville have in common is the creek which runs through both communities. In Nero, the creek used to be an eyesore and smell obnoxious when the sock mills were running. The smell of the creek in the city, an odor that eventually dissipated when the mills moved south, probably hastened the departure of Nero's wealthier citizens to Keep the Mundeville and other upstream locations. Shoppers in Nero are inclined to buy the most inexpensive items of the big supermarkets right over the city line. However, those who frequent Old Village Plaza and keep the Mundeville expect to pay more. It costs money to maintain outdoor flower pots and covered walkways. There is a price to be paid for fresh paint, indirect lighting, and the absence of the poor. If you visit the plaza regularly, you'll hear that rents are high. You especially hear that when prices are being raised at the old kitchen cutlery shop. Even the consignment shop, or shop with the two P's and an E as it's called, has ambiance at the plaza. Those who were raised in Nero and fled their declining city for the suburbs are sometimes taken aback that a small coffee costs so much money at the Village Bagel and Croissant shop in the plaza. Also, the coffee in the Bright and Cheery Bagel shop comes in an array of flavors, unlike the cheaper regular coffee at the dingier and more boisterous Joe's Kitchen in Nero. Like the noisy crowd at Joe's Kitchen, the people who still live in Nero's old neighborhoods are literally in each other's faces, Admittedly, not always a situation that buoys your faith in the human race. Nero can be an edgy and contentious place, especially in the summer. Those who live in Keep the Mundeville, on the other hand, can choose to live in general ignorance of their neighbors, splendidly isolated in suburban homes surrounded by moat-like lawns. Lawn care, especially in the spring, weighs heavily on married men who live in the suburbs. As the children move out and middle age advances unchecked, a second-floor flat on one of the hills of Nero can seem preferable to a suburban home, at least from a maintenance point of view. One early evening I stopped to talk with Nero expatriate Marty the Bull while he struggled mowing his lawn and keep the Mundeville. A former union leader in the Nero sock mills, Marty made enough money by whatever means before the factories closed to move to the suburbs and, despite his difficulty with lawn care, he will remain there. 
Marty has paid a ton in village taxes by now, and his children received a good education at the Keep Them Underville Central Schools. Now grown, his children are doing well in the world. Marty also likes his split-level house, two-car garage, the fresh air and open space of the suburbs. Sometimes Marty misses the old neighborhood. Marty told me, I knew everybody on the block when I lived in Nero. I used to be in their kitchens. He's only been in one neighbor's house since moving to the suburbs, and Marty didn't make it to the kitchen. He only got as far as the garage. In Keep the Mundeville, you see the young kids breeze by on their bikes, and you see men and women, sometimes with young children, out walking. You hear the muffled thud of car stereos as the older kids drive by. You know what the husbands look like because they're out with their snowblowers or lawnmowers, depending on the season. Unless you have a history with the people you see, you nod and move on. Marty said, maybe it's all right. If we got to know each other real well, we'd get on each other's nerves. It'd be Nero all over again. Nero opts for more group homes. Can Nero become group home capital of upstate New York? Unlike officials in other upstate cities, Nero's movers and shakers never thought for a minute the WMHT-TV would locate in their city. The Capital District's public television station ultimately rejected ridiculously lucrative overtures from Albany and Schenectady and decided to build its new high-tech facility in Rensselaer County. Although Nero was never under consideration as a location for the region's public television facility, there is a campaign of sorts to make Nero, not Glenville, the location for the region's next group home for mildly retarded people. In sitting on their hands in the WMHT sighting competition, Nero's frequently ill-advised politicians for once made the right decision. Why compete for something you know you won't get? Nero is about as likely a site for a regional public television station as it is for the next Olympic Games or Emmy Award show. As for the controversy over locating a group home for mildly retarded adults in suburban Glenville, a Nero media icon is asking the region's retarded citizens organization to consider locating the next such group home in Nero, the former sock-making capital of the world. As columnist Don Lasock put it in his twice-weekly column in the Nero Nation, we never had a prayer of landing WMHT, but we have a much better shot as the location for the next group home. Why do we want a group home? Humanitarian reasons aside, let's go for something others don't want. This is akin to the advice to stock pickers to buy low and sell high. In fact, if Nero became the group home capital of upstate New York, that would be a solid improvement in our situation. We have plenty of empty buildings. We won't mind increased traffic or noise. As for setting up a business in a residential area, most people in Nero, unlike our suburban neighbors, would be glad for any business that is willing to locate in this down-in-the-dumps place. So far, the Nero Nation has printed three letters responding to this idea. As they always do, Nero's politicians read Don Lasock's column with interest, but most came to the conclusion that the retarded citizens organization would not want to make Nero the group home capital of upstate New York, preferring instead to house their clients in more affluent areas. However, one city council member wrote a letter to the editor suggesting the city apply for a demonstration grant to see if Nero could become a group home cluster city under state or federal economic development guidelines. Just outside Nero, folks in suburban and prosperous Keep the Mundeville were irked with the column, figuring Don Lasac was indirectly taking a shot at them. However, since it was possible the columnist was serious about getting group homes for Nero, nobody said anything about his idea Sunday morning at the old Village Plaza bagel shop as the suburban neighbors exchanged small talk over coffee and carbohydrates. In general, discourse in Keep the Mundeville is more genteel than in Rough and Tumble Nero, although residents of Keep the Mundeville have not been put to the test of a group home on one of their cul-de-sacs. 
A resident of Keep Them Underville did write a letter to the newspaper praising the positive effects on young people of family-oriented, single-family home neighborhoods, but avoiding any direct reference to group homes. Friends of the Retarded Citizens Organization read Don Lasak's columns for signs of political incorrectness that could be the basis of a finger-pointing letter. In the end, a rather balanced piece was sent to the editor from this faction, accusing Don Lasak of insensitivity. Human beings are not like the stock market, Mr. Lasak, but promising not to ignore Nero in future citing decisions. This is Bob Cudmore once again with an apology. We recorded uh, You Can't Go Wrong back in the year 2000 when the phrase I used was politically correct, I think, but the phrase today talking about the group homes would probably be people with developmental disabilities. You've been listening to Episode 5 of the podcast of my book, You Can't Go Wrong. I hope you'll tune in and listen to Episode 6.